Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm so happy to have our guest here with us today, Sean Holmes from the Minnesota Department of Health. Health, excuse me, and she is the coordinator of the Help Me Connect program, which is a fabulous resource. And I'm so excited to have you here, Sean, for our listeners to be able to hear about it and learn more about what you can offer and what is out there through Help Me Connect. So, welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me to be able to join this type of a forum. It's my first opportunity to really be able to share Minnesota Help Me Connect through a podcast. And so, I hope it's the first of many. Um, I, I think it's very uh, important that I mention that even though the Department of Health is the people that pay me, uh, I am working on a federal grant that crosses between the Departments of Health, Education, Human Services, and then the variety of state agencies that work with the governor's children's cabinet. So this opportunity has uh, allowed me some fun of learning about the Department of Commerce, higher education, juvenile justice, and we try to incorporate everything that I'll share with you today under that lens of Help Me Connect. So I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Oh, wow. That's a great, what a wonderful umbrella that, and, and knowing just from the times that I've looked into Help Me Connect, the useful tool that it is. And so why don't you go into a little bit of the brief history and what brought it to be and why was it created? Absolutely. So about 12 plus years ago, Minnesota introduced what many providers have heard about as Help Me Grow. And Help Me Grow is a statewide system for when there's a concern about a child's development. They may not be talking, walking, or their behavior. Something is concerning to a parent, caregiver, or provider that would instill a referral to help me grow. And because that ballooned, we started seeing 22,000, 24,000 referrals coming in to help me grow every year. And it was all because they had a concern about a child's development. And we learned very quickly that many of those families could uh, benefit from being connected to a variety of other resources as well. Or in many situations, the family was looking for something else and they didn't know where to start. So they saw Help Me Grow in a toll-free phone number and they thought, well, I'm going to start there. So the idea of Help Me Connect was to partner with Help Me Grow, knowing that we had this group of families with young children already engaged, but to also then connect them to the variety of other services, such as food and housing support, but also types of family home visiting, early childhood family education, connecting them to child care types of resources and to other providers in the community that were already there, ready to welcome them. Uh, the key really for, for Help Me Connect is it wasn't trying to create a new program. It was trying to create a centralized path for those that just don't know where to start uh, to pull everything that families, pregnant and expectant families or those with little ones before they go to kindergarten, uh, that they had a, a friendly place to start in Minnesota that had as much information about the variety of topics that families struggle uh, to make uh, connections to so that we could be that trusted place to go, I need this, where should I start? Um, so really, that's the background is, is building it off the success of another identity in Minnesota called Help Me Grow. 
um, but then now serving as partner collaborative identities so that families have a whole family supportive network now with, with the inclusion of Help Me Connect uh, in, in their electronic navigation toolbox. Fabulous. And families need that place, that centralized place, because it can be overwhelming and just there because there are a lot of great resources in Minnesota. And right. oftentimes folks don't know half of them because they just don't know where to find them. Well, most of my passion actually comes from that. I call myself, you know, an old mom now. Um, and I had situations with my three children that I would find out about something two or three years too late. Yeah. I would go, oh, why didn't I know about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think I bring a lot of that to this work of I know today's caregivers look very different than I did when I had my first, you know, 25 plus years ago. But the concept is the same. Of you only know what you know. A lot of it is with relationships with your own family. You ask your, your parents or your aunts and uncles, what should I do? But the other important piece of this is we started hearing from professionals, all types of professionals that you can think of that are interacting with pregnant families or those with little ones. So, you know, child care, local public health, the pediatrician, a nurse, and families came with this big array of needs. But my specialty area was only in this, and I don't know where to go. And so a lot of our early marketing with Help Me Connect was very much geared toward professionals of, we know families trust you. They start with you asking questions, trying to figure out where to go. And when you don't have that expertise, this is also a resource for you to use to say, I don't know the answer, but I know where we can look together or if they feel really good about giving the family a website, they can share Help Me Connect with families. And then so many families are just, you know, very successful on their own navigating uh, the electronic world. So I, I think it's up to the providers to know, the professionals to know of, is this one of those families I can just let them go or should I come back or should I help them make some of those connections too? Yeah. Well, and that kind of leads me to um, my question about just you, are you able to share some more detail about the website and some of the features and some of the things that are available as far as information? Absolutely. So when we first started thinking about what families are looking for, we had a very healthy sized outline. And we tried to come up with some intuition about those keywords that people may resonate well with them to go, where should I start? So when you go, and I'll, and I'll share the, the short URL, because when you go there, a uh, really long URL will come up into the search field. And so it's helpmeconnectmn.org. And when you go there, you have an opportunity to explore There's 11 big buckets of information that have a title. So we have, for example, healthy development and screening or early learning and child care or basic needs. And so families and providers can explore in various categories and to see what might exist. Um, Oh, I see they have information about early childhood screening. What is that? I need to know more about that. What we've also heard, though, is providers just don't have time. Their time in the with families is very limited. And so they typically come in with a different lens of this family uh, is struggling with food support. I'm going to go right into the keyword search and I'm going to put in food. Um, and then they can start to really identify what's close. 
one of the other key features is, you know, really connecting with what I was just saying is putting in that family's home address. So if they were looking for food support, they can put in that family's exact street address and the closest ones to the families are going to pop up at the top of the list. Um, it, it's really a lot of other directories that are out there. Um, I think that's something that we've learned a lot is being able to customize results so that the closest to the families are going to be at the top of the list. And then we can learn a little bit more about some of those uh, organizations or services. Is that the right fit? Um, one of the other features I'll just share is we've spent a lot of trying, tr time trying to learn from a cultural or an ethnic lens. Uh, does this organization have Spanish speaking providers? Let's note that and let's make that an opportunity. Uh, is this a very unique type of an organization that may offer Saturday classes where it would be helpful to uh, make some kind of a notation and help me connect? So it might be a better fit for those families that are working five days a week, you know, during during the work week. So, so the nice thing about some of the features was, you know, giving anybody that chooses to use it, you know, it's open. It's not just uh, opportunity for families or providers. It very much started as a resource for providers to use, but it has grown to be an open door for anybody that can find beneficial information. But to explore what don't I even know about and who do I start with to ask more about that? How do I get it? Who do I contact? Um, or I know I need this. Let me just go in and put in a little search thingy. Don't make me click around. Yeah. Uh, and let's just see what comes up when I just put in my one thing that I know I need right now. And maybe I'll come back later and explore later. Um, so I'll pause for a second and just make sure if there was anything I said. Um, there are a couple of other features that I can share as well that are more involved. But those features I just shared are really what we expect anybody coming to help me connect to be able to have the opportunity to use. Yeah. It sounds like you've spent, you've used a lot of tender, loving care in the development of this when you're talking about how you're setting things up so that anyone at varying need levels or ability levels can access what they're looking for pretty quickly. Um, I just think that it's, it's something to take note of for our listeners out there to be aware of just and to imagine the amount of work and time that it takes to compile all these things in one place for that ease for families. So thank you all, whoever has been involved. I know um, it's got to be a huge task. <laughs> yeah. And I love it that you said that because it always makes me think of, the, of, of little tidbits that I hadn't shared quite yet. Um, everything that you see on Help Me Connect was based on needs assessments and uh, community engagement sessions with families and with providers serving families to say, what are families looking for? What do they need help finding? What are you able to provide for them? And what aren't you where you need some help as a provider? Mm -hmm. And so what you see today was really this collective responsibility of us listening. Uh, yes, we had, you know, multiple teams of state and technology staff sitting in rooms creating it, but it is always evolving based on what the people using it tell us is helpful or not helpful. Mm -hmm. um, it's a database. It sits 
the, the user function sits on top of a database that has 13,000 plus different programs and services across the state in it. And so, yes, it's a huge undertaking to make sure that's accurate and up to date. Yeah. And we have processes that have a calendar that we follow to say, okay, this month, this is the month that we're going to check on these different programs, make sure our information is up to date and accurate. Because otherwise it's no good <laughs> if we if we can't get that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's really helpful for those listening to know it's um, it's not perfect. We are always missing something very special in each community that we need to hear about and get added in to help me connect. It happens every single day of every week where mm -hmm. I find out about a food shelf or I find out that they we have some WIC clinics in there, but there's more in a county that we hadn't grabbed from a list. And so I, that was just this week, mm -hmm. um, a very small uh, rural county. We just had one of their WIC clinics in the database and they have about eight more locations. Wow. So let's get those in there. So we always need to be fluid and evolving. Um, I say that once people stop telling us how we can make it better, uh, that's a bad sign. That yeah. means people stopped coming. So please continue to tell us how to make it better. Yeah. Oh, well, I know, you know, we're, we're part of the, the process there too. And that's how we got to meet you. It was you reaching out to us to say, Hey, we hear about the center for inclusive childcare. What can we put on our site to help families and, and those working with young children access that tool? Um, and you're, you know, you've highlighted quite a few of the partnerships as um, you know, with that beginning through the connection with help me grow and all of those things. But the interesting piece that I'd like to know about, because I'm sure you're excited by this, are the analytics of how many people are really digging in and finding what they need. And what are what are your data gurus telling you when they're looking at it? Right. Absolutely. This was not uh, anything I went to school for. So please know <laughs> that I am still learning. But analytics, uh, most people are familiar with Google Analytics. We have something very similar that allows us to watch and see what people are looking for, how successful they were, where they're coming from in the state or even outside of the state. Uh, and it, it allows us to try exactly the same thing that our users are trying to see what happened for them and to go, hmm, that doesn't feel quite right. And so since we launched in May of 2021, so we are just hitting, you know, we've just come across here our two-year mark of being live. Uh, we've had about 200,000 users coming, definitely seeing all across the state, some um, other states across the United States, but we're really watching the border state action. So where are families coming from in the Fargo area or the La Crosse area or the Sioux Falls area? So that's really been important for us to consider where we may have some gaps knowing that families are having babies at a border state and coming home into a Minnesota county and what we can do in order to support that. Uh, but as we're looking, I think uh, watching the keyword search has been most helpful. So one thing that I like to share is we can see about 15,000 new users are coming each month mm -hmm. to help me connect. 
And then I always do a top 10, a top 10 of what were the keyword searches in the past 30 days? What have they been in the past two years? And the one that really, really surprised us was autism. Mm-hmm. Autism is holding, at least in the top three, it was at the top one um, for months as a keyword search. So that's what people need. That's yes. what people are looking for. And so that was our first test was, well, let me go in and put in autism and find out what they're getting. And I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not helpful. What can we do? And we added a variety of new information and we have other helpful links now um, placed in strategic areas around the site. So knowing autism was something families were looking for. Uh, the others, I think, are you know, really worth mentioning because we didn't expect Help Me Connect to be a basic needs resource. There are other partnerships out there that we've worked with, United Way 211. Uh, there are clinical partners that have these types of resources in a social needs directory. Uh, but what we have found through analytics is transportation, housing, food are always in the top five. And while we had that already in Help Me Connect, because we were really trying to do the full whole family picture, knowing uh you know, if they're struggling with food or where they're going to live next month, they're not really able to focus too much on how their kiddo is, is developing. And so we added those in Help Me Connect, but never expected us to be the be-all, end-all for basic needs. And so those partnerships are even more critical now uh, as we get requests for help from families through one of the various email links that they can find on the sites. Um, we are actively trying to support with giving them those additional connections or when necessary, connecting them with a different type of a helpline. Housing is huge. Um, Help Me Connect will never have it all figured out. And I don't know if anybody will for housing, but there are better specialists to support families looking for housing. So we can do a nice job of, of that connection point. Well, it sounds like, as you're saying, you know, you're talking about all these tweaks and these developments that you're focusing on weekly, it sounds like. And I know that there are some things that you're planning for in the year ahead that might be some things you'd want to highlight in our time together. Yeah. Absolutely. So the, the biggest one that I'm most excited about, probably because we've been talking about it since the site went live, is uh, right now when you go there, you'll find uh, 11 pretty pictures and topic areas. And we are adding a 12th toward the end of this month of June, where it is very specifically geared for pregnant and expectant families. Nice. Some of that information is already included in Help Me Connect, but we didn't have information about breastfeeding and lactation support, about newborn screening and what to expect, doula, midwifery support, parenting or pregnancy pregnancy support organizations. So I'm really, really excited. I always tell people, come back next month, come back in the fall because you're going to see something new. Mm -hmm. So come back in early July. You'll see a new fun 12th uh, uh, image of an expectant family. And when you click on it, you'll be able to find information about a whole new set of resources. Yeah, we are also redesigning the area for American Indian families. Um, There are so many tribal and urban American Indian uh, organizations or community services that we've 
we've probably crossed a little bit of the bridge. We're there. We have it on Help Me Connect, but so much work is needed in order to assure that we have a good warm handoffs for families that may not already have a cultural connection. Mm-hmm. And so if they've moved or they're moving back and forth and staying with family and friends, if they come to Help Me Connect, they are able to see some of those urban American Indian resources or they are able to connect with the tribal nation um, and know where to start if they don't already have that path figured out. Right. Oh, sounds fabulous. Yeah. So many useful, useful pieces and also just the uh, back to that that tender, compassionate eye on what families really need at those various stages of becoming a family and a, and a parent and all of those things that are so essential, those basic needs. Um, so how can people learn more as we close out our conversation? Sean, what can they, yeah. how do they find you, find Help Me Connect and yeah. what are some other things we want to share? So I will share the short URL again, helpmeconnectmn.org. When you are there, there are a couple of tabs, the About section, where we have some resources. Uh, if you click on About, you're able to find some videos that for providers, if they have an electronic newsletter or some website where they would like to share Help Me Connect, there's some videos and there's also some materials that can be downloaded and printed. We are just entering a new fun communication and marketing stage. So I'm telling everybody to come back to the about section because we will have some new marketing materials and we will be printing them and mailing them out for free to professionals that would like to use them and share them with families. That's great. Yeah. The other, uh, when, when you come to help me connect, there's another one that says help. And if you click on that, we have some training modules. If you would like to learn more about how to use Help Me Connect for yourself as a family or as a provider, there's five very, very brief training modules that you could watch, and it will just help you learn how to interact with the site, what some of those features are. Um, We are always doing trainings and uh, demos with a variety of audiences. Would love for anybody interested to contact me. The easiest way to do that is if you go to Help Me Connect and go down into the footer on any of the web pages, you're going to find an email address. Uh, And and all those messages come to me. It's a very generic email address for Help Me Connect that is an open invitation for people to ask questions, to give us suggestions, and to ask for help. Fabulous. Ah, It sounds like an easy, easy answer to that question. And you've provided lots of opportunities. I know that we refer folks to Help Me Connect often through our Ask an Expert tab when we get these questions in from families. and, And it's it's so wonderful to know that that resource is available and learning more about it just makes me more excited to refer folks to your direction because there's so many great tools. there. So I thank you so much, Sean, for being with us. Thank you. And uh, if you want any more information as you, as she shared her um, website link there, and also we do link to help me connect on our uh, parents, caregivers, and grandparents tab in our FFN work, um, and that's at inclusivechildcare.org. So thank you again, Sean. We'll look forward to having you back with some of the new updates. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.